dystopia tonight. Thank you. You're Great welcome. Time. Yeah, Jessica Kirsten is going to be. Thanks for having me on, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, by this time, I'm usually like in my pajamas doing work with my laptop in bed, but you know what? It's much more fun. And, yes. <laughs> and I have to get used to like staying up late now and, and going out and doing things. So this is like a good workout for me. I know. I know. We're all going out and doing more. We were talking a little bit about it beforehand, but it's like we, we now have the everything we did during quarantine to stay afloat career wise plus uh what we were doing before quarantine right. which is going out in public doing stand-up shows putting together shows and stuff and now it's like it's funny that like no one expects you to leave any one thing behind right so you're just doing it all now yeah it's like you're it it, it just reminds me of like uh, you know, like going to school and, and carrying all of my books and I'm totally dropping them all over the place. Like, a, yeah, uh, just trying to keep everything together. And, uh, but you know, what are we going to do? I mean, everybody's supposed to be happy that, that, that we're going back to, to the real world, I guess. I know. <laughs> it is. All right. You know, it's a little daunting. So it is, but and it's always put on the comedians. It's always put on us. It's amazing to me. I, 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 I need a direct link to how, artists and comedians lost what little power they did gain during the boom to like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like I just, every, when I was coming up, uh, I started, uh, I've been doing this for almost 16 years, but like, uh, when I started, all I heard about from everybody was like, used to get paid in cash and shit tons of cash and cocaine and like you know like it was all you could eat buffets and whatever and then like literally i started and they were like you can have the fish sticks yeah yeah and uh you will get you, you know you have to bring 20 people to do That's a fucking right. set and i'm like what what happened to the 3 a.m ticket line thing and yeah, yeah well that's because everybody's a comedian now i mean like every third person you meet that's true is do, doing comedy now. Yeah, um, it is. It is kind of weird, especially now during the, you know, pandemic, which not even to know. I mean, I look, I I'm almost maybe more impressed when people decide to do comedy now through Zoom first when they start that way, because that's like that's a zero sum game because right. any any comedian that's it's weird to me how like even successful comedians are still somehow bitter against people trying to forge their way ahead isn't that weird you ever see like a comic that you know is like raking in cash and then they'll just pose like so and so thinks they're a fucking comedian i'm like dude enjoy your mansion and fuck off why are you even why do you care how somebody you know uh yeah. well, no i understand it's just the comedy at every other like when i went into a library and they were doing comedy but hey, you know what? You know, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm oh, just picking up a book, you know, on yeah, on, and heckling on like, I didn't want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> but so that is kind of funny though, because back in the day, though, too, like people, you know, people did comedy in burger shacks and fucking <laughs> laundromats and all that other shit too. So it's not too far. Library is kind of funny. Yeah, um, the library. I went into a Barnes and Noble. I actually yeah. talk because I I actually <laughs> I I actually did um run a thing at a Barnes and Noble which is just I was in that mindset that comedy goes anywhere and everywhere and mm -hmm. sometimes it's just not 
you know, sometimes it's not the best scenario, but yeah. I, do you think yeah. it's about the comedy though at that point? Or do you think it's about getting up in front of people to exercise your ability to lose the, the stage fright so that you can get into the actual comedy? Cause that's what it seems like. I don't think anybody's taking it seriously. Hopefully no, not. Certainly not the audience. I mean, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what's going on here? You know, right. like, what is this? Uh, you're blocking my way. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, but, the other uh, thing about that too is like uh, the comedians, the headliners that, that I mean, you know, that well, when I was around and I, and some of them I know and I love to death or whatever, but like they stop moving up. So right. they're just hanging around now and they don't have the decency to either retire or work hard enough to get something better. You know what I mean? Like, not like they're not working, but you know what I mean? It's, it's weird when you see people who've been around since yeah. like, you know, uh, it, you know, 79 and right. then they're like hey same jokes same jokes but they're still yeah. dominating that headlining spot so you have well, no choice it, but to circumvent it it will i think comedy becomes almost like a therapy for people uh mm. more so than a career it's it's sort of like oh this is yeah. and a lot of people doing comedy meet a lot of friends that way you know sure. so friends are you know in the and it's like a way to hang out and be with people and mm -hmm. Um, and engage with people, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I haven't done comedy in so long. I produce these events now, mm -hmm. and I know I don't have the chops. Like I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't put myself, you know, unless I would secretly find like another country to perform comedy where nobody would know. <laughs> do <it> right here. <laughs> That's hilarious. That comics actually have to go to other countries to bomb now because every yeah. club and laundromat wants your A material. I went to Spain and I did yeah. a great five minutes and nothing. <laughs> like, I give Jerry Seinfeld like a lot of, you know, like a lot of credit that he just retires his material and then keeps going to places and he's Jerry Seinfeld, you know, like, yeah. And like, he'll just do it and be, he's like, Oh, that didn't work. He's completely not connected emotionally to his material. It's like, this is just something I'm trying out. It's like, I'm learning a craft and I'm just doing this, you know, and yeah. When he goes to try out material and stuff like that, well, yeah. like they said, uh, you know, Chris Rock is kind of like, like Chris Rock goes to these clubs, but they, but they can do, I mean, we're talking about guys who are like the echelon of comedy, you know, but like right. Chris Rock will go to like, um, the seller of all places, you know what I mean? To specifically right. um, because he, what he likes to do is just get out every horrible thing he's, he's talking about in his set. And, say it very plainly and if he says it plainly without any inflection and it gets laughs that's how he knows to whatever but it's you almost have to like you know have an it's a, it's a fine line i feel like to walk where you have to have the attitude of like these are the shows that i'm going to do and you have to make that judgment call whether or not they're important enough to do stuff that you know is going to work or not because right. if you keep doing stuff that works in all these shows that aren't paying you anything you're not going to grow that's true don't do well, I guess those people won't maybe have you back. It's a really right. weird. No, it's yeah. so odd. Yeah. Like I was in Atlantic City once and uh, I saw George, George Carlin mm. and he came up, he went up with a notebook and just read his jokes. <laughs> and you know, we were in Atlantic City and it was like mostly older people in the audience, you know, senior mm. citizens that obviously you know were there and they're like oh we're gonna see a comedy show you know and mm -hmm. just in droves people walked out and he didn't care he was like yeah. i have to see what works i'm training for my next hbo special yeah and so he was just but some of the stuff was just you know 
It's just really harsh. And I'm yeah. just sitting there going, oh my God, this, just watching right. it. And it's is a legend, you know, this is somebody mm -hmm. you're like, oh my, you know, but and he didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. And that's the thing too, is like you, you really have to like as an, as an, as a viewer, you kind right. of have to either like comedy enough or the person enough to allow that to happen because to anybody else, they're like, I think they have the kind of attitude of like the fucking arrogance that you would right. charge people to watch you work out. But like what other art form, can, you know, people don't have to do that. You, you know, there's not like a, people writing plays in front of an audience reading out lies. Is this any good? Are we going to use this? Or right. you know, painters don't paint. And then no. somebody's like, I don't like the blue right. on the sky there. So you yeah. know, we're the only ones doing it live. That's true. Although it was not his audience. It was all, you know, right. it was all, all like people in their eighties. <laughs> was that when he was doing, was that the close to the last special where he did, um, what was it? He, he had a, I mean, that, that last special he did before he passed away was like super fucking bleak. Maybe. I mean, like Dennis Blair, Dennis Blair opened for him. I know that. Oh, Dennis Blair's great. He's yeah. awesome. And I think it was like, it was like probably 2001, 2002. Okay. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Must have been. Yeah. I felt, I was like, wow, I got to see this. But then, you know, <laughs> now that, I mean, no, I got to see George Carlin, but I yeah. mean. How much did you pay? Do you remember? Was it like expensive oh, to watch him bomb? It was a concert. Oh, okay. Okay. But um, I was, I, re, I remember just also the, the part of me that was also producing at the time was like, wow, mm. I bet you, you know, I wonder what the entertainment directors, what kind of comments, you know, because he, he got paid a very hefty fee, you know. Sure. Uh, do you, as a producer, do you feel like, are you, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you lean? Well, honestly, as a, as a producer now, it's totally changed because I have to answer to other people too. Mm -hmm. So I, I, as a, knowing what it is to be an artist though, and how hard that and difficult that is. And the, I agree that you should be able to say, but I also think you can do both. I think you can give the audience what they want. Even mm -hmm. a little bit, give them what they want. Just give them, you know, make the make the show. Okay, this is the stuff I'm going to do for me. This is the stuff I'm going to do for for them, and this mm. is the stuff we're going to do for both of us. Right. I think you do, have do you find yourself buffering your buffering maybe between the comics and the audience, or the or the people that you have to answer to a lot, or do you find that you manage to book um, those shows in a way that's like you know you know it by now, like. Yeah, I mean, most people uh, that come on the shows know that, you know, we try to keep it. If it's going to be graphic, I say, you know, if it's going to be like certain topics, I'm like, just don't get too graphic. Mm -hmm. um, but I try not to, you know, tell them too much what to sure. say. But I also know that if, if I want to come back to the place with more comics, that I have right. to give them something you know that they want and the whole bottom line is if they're laughing it doesn't matter you know it's sure like, oh yeah exactly yeah. well like so what do you what do you consider to be i mean because i feel like great art and comedy especially is like you're gonna have to take risks and sometimes you take right. risks with the comic and their material so would you do, do you do you do that actively like when you're producing a show are you like all right like these two comedians, it's going to be really fun to watch because I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. And these three are going to be how I keep this room 
and this club does it work that way like because you because part of you as a comic i feel like has to still have that kind of oh like, yeah you don't want to be a show thing. you don't want right. to be- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah you want a show that's like has a little element of surprise and right gonna happen um and it's funny a lot of those people that i know as closers strong mm-hmm. closers have that element where it's like yeah, you know, they might say something, but they're strong. And it, you know, they know how to, if the audience doesn't take it, they know how to recover. They know how to give them what they want as well as feel good about what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I always, you know, I, I always book a show giving them what they want a little bit and also Mm. knowing, you know, give them a little bit excitement and I try to do, I try to give a little bit of everything, but you know, there's been some shows where I'm like, Oh my God, like you know, where I'm like, I guess I'm not coming back here. <laughs> right. You know? Can you, do you, do you any come to mind well, in particular where I wouldn't say any names, but there was, don't a, say any names. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, the last, uh, I think it was the last contest we had. Um, there was, somebody that I put into a room cause I just, she's kind of a dark, I kind of like somebody that has a little offbeat dark side to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really didn't, I just assumed, okay, she'll be able to continue the 10 minutes I saw. She'll, con- she'll have a good, you know, 20 minutes of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it just didn't, it, it was just so, abortions and, and like <laughs> Boston, you know, like in, in were they school. funny at least it was, it was n- funny abortion jokes. No, it was not, uh, not the funny ones. No, it wasn't the funny right. One. When they're was, not good. That's when it's, that's when it's a bummer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if it's funny, like when it's to us, when it's like, Oh, these are solid jokes, but the audience is right. cringing. I feel like you can get away with still being yeah. like, Oh, that's fucking it great. Was like, um, Stephen Wright, coming up mm. saying so uh you know i before i came here i had an enema but like not <laughs> right you know like not steven <laughs> right right not as good yeah i think it was like the opening act too like i really messed up because I, that's rough that was my fault it wasn't the the comic's fault it was my fault because i didn't mm. sort of set it up properly right. uh too. I mean, if I if I would have moved, I think her, or at least said, "Let me see what your material is." That's probably not going to fly, but this right. will or that. Um, Does that sit with you after the thing, or do you are are well, you I, at the point? I didn't expect to come back to the theater after that. Oh wow! But see, I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's. Um, I don't. I don't know, and I don't know if it's not explained, or maybe the like the people who own those venues stuff like that don't care. But like, I feel like on some level you're like hey look this is part of what comedy is it's like it is a it's gonna be it yeah but the, the here's the thing theaters are different than comedy clubs mm. it's a totally right. different atmosphere sure um, i think you kind of expect it at a comedy club uh right you know if you were amy, amy schumer or someone famous that can come in and just talk about whatever it's not like mm-hmm. people have a known she didn't have a known name where sure you know so it was it's a different atmosphere i find that the theaters are a little bit more family friendly type um mm. and like i said you know like we could we have like i 
Patty Rossborough's in our shows, and she's mm-hmm. oh, she's so there. good, and so funny, are, yeah, and so nice. Like every time yeah. I've worked with her, right? Uh, um, it's just you know, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple of women that I I just am like, yeah, she's gonna, and I stand behind. Um, mm-hmm. There's some people that are like, uh, I I always laugh. I used to book this this. Uh, it was like a firehouse. I got like many years ago and they, they just kept coming back and saying, Hey, you want to do it? Want to book it this year? And I would bring all these women to their attention. You know, I think this person would be great. And they'd be like, they'd watch like two minutes. They would like, look at their videotapes. This is how long ago it was. They'd look at all the (laughs) videotapes. I'd have to get all these videotapes together. I'd sit, sit in a room, they'd sit in a room and watch all of them. And they'd be like, they'd watch like 20 seconds. They'd be like, that's not funny. No, he's not funny. She's not. I'm like, Wow. You're not, you don't get it. <laughs> you're not funny. Yeah. Right. No, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's so very hard to. Yeah. And so the only women that could work in this, because it was a very rough crowd at this mm-hmm. fire, firehouses tend to be, yeah. uh, were the, the really tough women that I, I'd put on the show because they were the only ones that could handle it, you know? Nice. And so um, finally I stood, I said, no. I'm, I have to go against you this year. I'm, I want Patty. I want Patty right. to be in this because it's for you to say that by looking at 10 seconds of a tape of a woman that's been performing for 30 years mm-hmm. and headlines every club, you know, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, and she killed it. Well, I knew she was, you know, so it's, right. yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you just know you're right, <laughs> you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you have to be able to go like, look, like uh, I've been doing this for a long time. I, right. like, you got to oh, sure. trust me or I got to go. Yeah. That's right. What's, what's your rotation like for like, do you, what, what, how much would you say you invest in bringing in new comics that you've never heard before, you know, to balance out like the, you know, um, maybe uh, like, obviously your headliner would be like a Patty Rossborough, but then right. the rest of the show, maybe like, do you look for new talent? How do you go about that? Do they well, come to you? Well, when I do these competitions, I see so many women. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have a giant roster. But if you run, if you go through the competition, you really want to, you know, the winner is the one the following year that gets sort of put into the rotation. And then, right. but there's like one or two clubs where I try out other women. And the mm-hmm. rest, I have to kind of put in the people that, you know, it's it's people that are solid that you've been, part of the ladies of laughter and they're, right. they're kind of counting on me giving them the gigs too. So, sure. uh, but I do have a couple of clubs where I'll, I'll try out people, you know, give them a 10 minute spot or 15 minutes. Uh, you know, again, the competition is such that you only see like a few minutes of material. So you don't really see right. a lot of these people doing like 15, 20. And when we go to the theaters, you have to be able to do like 30 minutes. Sure. So it's different than just doing a 10 minute spot at a club, you know, mm-hmm. but, when you're in the club, do you miss being in the clubs? Do, do you get that feeling back when you're like watching? Or no, <laughs> I was, there's the, you're, you're like, no, no, I don't fuck it. Well, no, I do. Miss, I do miss, <laughs> um, like when I, when I first came to New York, I, I lived on the Upper East side. I, I went to the comic trip. I think that was the first club I went to. And, uh, I just sat in the back by myself. I loved I loved do, doing that when I was like a young kid, but, mm-hmm. um, and I think when I was younger, yeah, I loved being around that atmosphere. You know, I loved 
Uh, and I love doing the competition, but I like going to the nice clubs. You know, I like going to the ones, yeah. you know, or kind of, you know, they know what they're doing and it's not just thrown together and it's pretty and it's clean and it's all mm -hmm. those things and they have toilet paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's. I love that you just said that because you would fucking think that wouldn't be an issue. But uh, how, how many times? Thing, like in your house yeah. or at place of work, toilet paper, anywhere you go, it's like key. You know, yeah, that's it's, also the problem with clubs hiring people that want to be comedians because comedians don't feel like they have to do remedial tasks, <laughs> or, or they don't use toilet paper. I don't know. <laughs> Name or names. They, they steal the toilet. Paper. <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah. Oh man, that's fucking so, hilarious. But the theaters are nice in that it's kind of like uh, it's a reprieve in a sense. You know, it's a reprieve mm. of all that. And yet, you know, there are time, there are moments that I do like that atmosphere, the 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 intimacy, and I like the small theaters for that exact reason mm -hmm. because yeah, you get the feeling of like everyone's laughing together and it's not some cavernous room, right? Um, so there's some clubs like that too. It's uh, like it's it, there, there's some clubs that are not my favorite just simply because it's like high fucking ceilings and just right. the whole atmosphere kind of shifts and yeah, um, you know. And, and you know what's crazy? Out. Yeah. Go ahead. No, and the people are scattered out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like nobody pushed them together. Or, mm -hmm. um, it's almost fun doing the road sometimes and finding like a small town that you don't know and they have a comedy club. And sometimes like I right. I, I usually like dread that kind of shit because I'm like, is this the fucking town I'm going to get murdered in because I'm wearing leather and I don't, you know, look like everybody, you know. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little too tan cause it's summer and I'm Italian and they're like, is he Mexican? Um, so it's just not a, you know, great place to be, but then you find out like the club is just the ceilings, the right height. Yeah. The audience is squished together and facing you and right. it's, it's just, so you're like, holy shit. Nice feeling. And yeah. that feeling, do you remember the first feeling when you had like a, a full audience laugh? Oh yeah. Isn't that like unbelievable? Uh <laughs> yes, it is, it is unbelievable. And you know what's funny? I, I felt like this for like the longest time. My first set ever that I did went ex went extremely well. And I feel like comedians either have one of two things for their first set. They bomb horribly right. and they go to do it again. Or they have a great set and then they bomb horribly the net like immediately than whatever the next set is. And that was my thing is I had a great first set had a, a blast doing it. I remembered that feeling for fucking ever. And then immediately the next set I did, I bombed. Right. And then, and then, at, and then I was like, fuck. And then you're just kind of like, and then you're just chasing that first set. That's right. And I feel like for the longest time, that was me was chasing a high that I didn't know was a, whether or not it was a fluke. Right. Right. Well, I remember once um, I was in some club in um, Burlington, Vermont. And I remember saying to myself, this is the last, like that summer I just booked myself everywhere. And I said, this is mm. the last summer I'm going to just do comedy. I just, it was just beating me up and I just was not feeling it anymore. Right. So I booked myself at all these clubs and out West. And then I got some things, uh, Roger Paul, remember Roger Paul, Roger Paul's still around. Is <laughs> Roger Paul is still around. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I recall. <laughs> I re yeah. He's okay. George. Yeah. He's one of those fucking dudes that is never, he's going to outlive us all. And I, I swear to God, it's going to drive me crazy. And not that I wish him ill will or anything like that, but he is one of the, you know, what you know, you know what he still, you remember what he looks like, right? Oh, sure. 
Sure. Okay. I from about six months ago or two months. Oh, okay, ago. great. Tell me this isn't exactly true. And I wish Tom, I wish we had this on hand to pull it up. It's not often people mention Roger Paul, but um, he looks like the dude in Jurassic Park who gets eaten off the toilet by the T-Rex. Oh my God. Whoever that actor is with the white hat. Come on. Exactly like him. And I, Maybe every time I see that scene, I'm like, Roger Paul. Roger Paul. <laughs> well, Roger Paul, um, he was actually, when I was doing comedy, he wasn't that bad for me. I mean, he got me, It's I didn't make a ton of money, but I did work a lot. And yeah. uh, he he sent me all over and I, I did this club in Burlington, Vermont. And I remember it was Burlington, Vermont. I mean, who cares, you know? But it was the first time that I felt 300, that I felt at the same time, the place was packed, 350 people laughing at the same time. And mm -hmm. I had the mic in my hand like this, and it, I almost dropped the mic because it almost knocked me off of my Wow. Feet. It was so powerful, but it yeah. scared me because it was so much energy that mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I've seen, I'll never forget that feeling of being like, oh my God, imagine being in a stadium or like some of these big, you know, performers that go and they are just like, they're at Shea Stadium or even this uh, Sebastian, Ma, you know, Manacusco. Manacusco. Him at yeah. like, oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about. How many Sebastians are there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's this him and the crab, as far as <laughs> That's I know. Right. That's right. <laughs> he the should only be ones I know. Donna. Just call him Sebastian. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's at like Radio City or like Madison Square Garden and that energy. Mm -hmm. It's like, but it's so, in, to me, anxiety producing to have right. all that people. You know? I think his, like, the, the, to me, it's like, I don't work at the pace that uh, guys like him and trying to think of somebody else who has that kind of like, they have a, a particular cadence that works just for them. And I don't even think, I don't even think written out those jokes would be funny to me. You know what I mean? It's his personality. Like, and his, yeah, it's his personality. And yeah. it's like when he says, Sanka, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it gets into your, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's kind of fun to. Yeah. I'd be interested to, to I don't, out. I've never seen you perform. I, I, I'm I kind of uh, interested in seeing what what your personality is like on stage. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm, I, I, I'm very conversational. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually pretty much like this, like how kind oh, of I almost say it's just with more, more compact, you know, jokes, but, right. mix. but I am, I'm very conversational. I like to, um, you know, uh, I like to go up and, and mix up. I like to mix my material up, um, for the most part, obviously like, there's like parts of my act that I have like, um, jokes. I loved exactly the way they're written. Like I won't do them any other way. And then there's other ones that, for me, it's fun to get to it. So, right. you know, whatever I feel like talking about, I also like um, always having new jokes in my set that I haven't done before. Right. Um, and because to me, I, like, that's one of those things that, like, uh, when I first started, you know how there's, like, rules of stand-up, which is total horseshit once you finally get into it and you realize there are no actual rules. But, right. you know, some people need structure and a guideline or... or right. Sometimes it's a headliner like, don't fuck around. They want to just say, don't fuck around. But they're like, here's some rules. And there's really nothing. Right, right. Um, but for the most part, um, 
<laughs> if you go federal. All right, I will. Um, but, but like for the... <laughs> you know, I hope I'm not going to get a phone call. That's so great. No, you won't. I'll, I'll take care of it. Um, but it, but like for the most part, it's like, um, you know, I've got, I, I like to, I don't remember what I was saying. What was I fucking saying? <laughs> I asked what your personality was like on stage. You said you, it's oh. like this. But you, yeah. but the rules, you, you, you listen to. Oh, the rule thing. Yeah. You're not supposed to start, you're not supposed to ever do like new jokes, but for me, the energy and the excitement of right. doing a new joke. And by now I know what is, what actually is going to work and what's not going to work or what's going right. to, you know, whatever. But like, but the energy behind it usually winds up making it get a laugh. Um, so yeah, that's what I, it's, that's what I like to do. And it's kind of funny too, because I think, um, for the longest time in the beginning when I was working out stuff on stage, cause I, I did like to, I'm a big fan of, I hate how crowd work has a negative connotation because Jessica Kirsten does it extremely well. Right. And you know, there's a bunch of us, I think who kind of lean into it, but you only do it if you have the material to back it up and right. like, you know, but for the most part, it's kind of funny because when I started out, she was the only one who, when I would go up with, you know, was super new. I think I was only two years in still like, or maybe like a year in very little material. Um, but what I had, what I had, but I was very good with playing off the audience and just feeling like they're not feeling it. And I know they're not feeling it and I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to acknowledge it. And then I remember she pulled me aside and was like, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you not to do that, but you've got a great uh, quality about you and the audience likes you and you got a good rapport. Don't listen to them. And at the time I did not know what she meant. And I was like, Oh cool. And I was like, why would people tell me not to? And then literally like just club owner after shitty club owner were like, do you fucking material? Uh, <laughs> and don't talk to no audio, you know, whatever, because you know, but I didn't care. That's one of the things where I'm like, you have to make a decision where it's like, I'm either going to get stronger at what I want to be or right. I'm going to never return to this, you know, never return to the club. And that's the consequence or whatever. But for the most part, they're not always listening, right. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. so you do get like, they just want to put the fear of God in you and then, <clears throat> you know, walk off or whatever. But it is interesting because it's either the, I would find later on, it's like the headliner cannot do, they, they're not quick on their feet. They're not a very good, like they're good comic structurally, but they're not a good comedic thinker. So they right. can't do it and they don't want to follow anybody, even if they're new and not that, you know, strong right. on stage who can even the slightest bit. Right. But to me, like I've like, I like now that I've been headlining, now that I've been headlining, I've been headlining for like five, six years. Like I literally don't care what a comic does in front of me. Cause in my head, I'm like, if I'm not strong enough to follow you, then I don't belong headlining. Right. And if I can't, then you know what I mean? Or whatever. But like, I, I feel very protective over like making sure comedians are having fun. Cause I, I had a lot of lucky breaks where like the people that I worked with were super, super nice, but the ones that I know were dickish, I was always like, I'm never going to be that. Right. And I hope right. to God I'm never that. So I try to be like, have fun, do whatever you want. And they're like, Hey, the club owner told me not to curse in front of you. And I'm like, I don't fucking care what you do. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Go do you, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. I think you have to, I think that's the best advice. I mean, you almost need that. You don't know who to listen to in the beginning. Yeah. So, you, there's so many people and, uh, and especially the people that, you know, you want to get on stage and you want to listen to those people, but there's so like, it's so great that Jessica said that to you and that mm -hmm. she recognized that, that that was like a strength 
and not, you know, because yeah. I remember once that I, I was emceeing and I was uh, some guy who was the headliner told me, don't do any time in between. <laughs> I love the yeah. middler and, the, yeah. and, and I was like, F you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I know. This is like a writer for Imus or something. So he, okay. he thought it was, and he was kind of, I, I just didn't, just the fact that he said that. I just drove four hours to like Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes-Barre, right. Pennsylvania. Oh, it's dude. like, I'm not going to just sit here and do, I need to do something, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, and I didn't, and I felt so proud of myself that I. Good. There's an yeah, element feel. that you have to sort of listen to yourself to some degree. Yes. You know? I mean, if you're out of realm, if you're out of your realm, then, you know, that's one thing, but also just to, I mean, I, I was high when you're hired to do your thing, you should be able to do the, to do your thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, a, that's the weirdest thing because like it, I feel like during this pandemic, like, um, this is so bizarre too. And I just realized this the other day, but like, I think I talked to like my third senior in high school kid who's doing an interview about wanting to be comp like, you know what I mean? Like talking to comedians. And right. when they asked for like that one specific key advice, um, I was just like, don't like no club. I, I just say the same thing over and over again, because it's always the same stuff, which I agree with is get on stage as much as you can, you know, right. blah, 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 or whatever. But like, I just, say what nobody ever said to me which is like no comedy club i always just say no comedy club or restaurant or whatever the fuck it is has ever made or broken anybody especially at this point maybe the right. 80s maybe back in the boom you you were seeing this place but at this point the venue is no longer bigger than the comic right maybe right. like like and when you think about it who's on the top comedy store comedy seller are like the two main places like i know there's the laugh factory but it's still not where you think of edgy, good, the best guys hang out. Like, right. you know, you can't walk into one of those places and see like a Chappelle and David Tell and fucking right, right. and all those guys. So, um, but then other than that, like, you know, right. wh wh what clubs are making comedians these days? So just kind of go and do your thing. Don't worry about it right. and be who you are and then get stronger and you'll, you can keep going because right. there, there is that feeling of like, I fucked up and, yeah, yeah it's huge and whatever, and it's like, oh yeah. no, it's not huge. Yeah, no, no one's gonna remember you, right? Uh, right. No, I have a I, literally. There's people I've yeah. known in this business for like ten years, and because I have a beard now, they're like, "Hey, great to meet you," and I'm like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. It. Now you now you can like if something happens, you just don't wear your glasses. You know, <laughs> that would be another. Thing. <laughs> I just keep changing, yeah. <laughs> just like. Huh? shave one side of it yeah yeah it's it's weird and that's the thing though too is like their attention you know what it's kind of equating to like um uh like you know when you go to the gym humble brag sometimes i go to the gym um but you know when you just kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> i hate even mentioning but you know when you go and there's like those there's gyms that have wall-to-wall -wall mirrors right and you've got that kind of insecure feeling where it's like uh you yeah. fuck up at the gym and you're like oh somebody's somebody saw that no one saw it <laughs> Everyone is looking at themselves in every mirror, that's you know, it. and that's kind of comedy too. I feel like the club owners are fucking off in the back doing whatever, you know, right. like I remember, I love, uh, have you ever done bananas in New Jersey? Oh, which one? The one in, uh, well, they moved. I know they were yeah. in Hasbro Heights. I did it many times in Hasbro Heights. 
They're still in Hasbrook Heights, um, okay. but they were in Poughkeepsie and then they they sold oh. it or something like that. I don't know what happened to it. But Harlan and Arlene, I love to death. They they were right. like, in spite of how far it was away from me, I could always consider them my home club because they the first time I opened for a national headliner was Jimmy Fallon and it was with them. Oh wow! And and then they set me on a path of like then after that I got to open for Don Myrera, like all these guys that would come That's in great. and like. So and it was because I did the Jimmy one, so they were super nice to me. But I do remember in the beginning. Uh, Arlene would be like, every time before I went on stage, she'd be like, and no fucks. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would get on stage and, you know, and I'm one of those comics that like, I never rely on it for the punchline, but it is, I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up in New Jersey. Right. It's in my vernacular. But it, right. I think the way I say it sometimes, people don't notice it. So I would go on stage and be like, but yeah, and fucking yada, yada, yada. And then I'd walk off and she'd be like, see, you don't even need to say, and I'd be like, I, I just said it like 30 times. <laughs> you know, I'm like, either she's, yeah, she's not listening and it doesn't matter. She's and the audience loved it. She was getting her Sanka. She was getting her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> One time they were, they gave up coffee. I remember, oh my God, it was so great. And I thought uh, Harlan was going to lose his goddamn mind. But they, uh, they had smoothie, they had like some kind of frosty drink instead. And it was so unusual. For I like to for me to not see them without their special coffee and like something substituting it. And I was like, Are you gonna be all right? And he's like, ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, okay, okay. I was like, Oh you know, that was right. the last time I was there, somebody hit my car in the parking lot. When I came out, there was a note on it saying, I'm really sorry I hit your car with the phone number. Wow. That was a truck. Wasn't it? I I isn't I thought that was the nicest thing. This guy left yeah. his phone number, which you don't that see. That is really nice. You don't no, you see don't. That. Especially not, you know, in Jersey. And you know what else too was nice about them? I remember, um, because that was another thing too. When I was younger, like if, if you didn't make it to a gig or if you're late or whatever, they would just fucking berate. Like they thought, you know, it's that whole thing where people think being, you know, being, you know, mean to you in some way is somehow teaching you. Well, and it's like no, it just fucking makes me hate you. And but, right, but I remember right. like it was this crazy ass fucking storm we were having and i'm i'm about an hour and a half from bananas right or when oh. i lived yeah so um so like i was getting ready to go and i'm in the car and uh harlan called and i left way early so i was in the car like just to see if i you know just to make it to the club to get there on time and he's like are you in the car right now and he was like i was like yeah yeah i'm like i'm on my way like i just don't want to be late and he was like turn around <laughs> it's like what are you doing and i was like i'm, I'm gonna i i we got two shows tonight and he was like he's like it's he's like there's no point in risking it he's like just go go back home I'm like you sure like i don't want to not get booked he's like why wouldn't i book you again oh, <laughs> he's, wow. like, he's like am i gonna have you drive up here and that was the night arlene made her made her debut <laughs> oh my god that's see and i would have driven up for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> the storm um yeah they were i just remember them being really nice and like it was like yeah. oh so club owners can be decent everyone says talks about them that way like how nice they were and, yeah but they're just nurturing they it was, it was cool. do, they, do they own it still or did they oh uh, no they sold it they sold yeah. it um god maybe three or five, i'm so lost after the pandemic uh three or four years ago maybe they had two uh helium helium owns yeah, now. I, I think i heard that good i hope they got a lot of money for it because they had a great yeah. following. They they were in the Holiday Inn, which was huge, and Paula Poundstone yes. would play there all the time. I never I never saw her there, but I've mm. never seen her live. Have you? 
Me neither. And I love Paula Poundstone. She's super, super funny. I, I you know. Yeah. And she's great at crowd work. I mean, talk she about is. She's so good and so clear. And I like she's only she's I, there's not a ton of comics I like when they sit on the stool. Yeah. But I yeah. never I always used to be like when she would sit down, I'd be like, something good's coming. Because yeah. <laughs> she sits on like her leg like she doesn't just sit on the stool. Right. She, she like I'm like, that looks like that hurts. Like how yeah. is she bending <laughs> her leg like that? I don't. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. wooden stool. So that's not there's no support. Yeah, there. it's. Kind of, but uh, yeah, she was somebody that just would sell out every show. She would do like five shows a weekend and just sell out every show. I got to see uh, Janine Garofalo live, and um, and I got to meet her, and I gave her my book, and she was she couldn't have been nicer. Oh, I really? love Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she was super nice. I don't know if you're a fan, but um, I thought that was super cool. I remember when I saw her for the first time. It was on, I don't know what show it was on television, and I was like. She was completely different than anything I had ever seen. Yeah, doing stand up, it was like just amazing. Like what people are doing now, like I, you know, like the Hannah Gadsby's, and there's a couple of people like Tignatara, where it's just so different from every everybody. Yeah, their delivery, their essence, they're they're not doing the whole jokey thing. It's just sort of like they're mm -hmm. it's like an intelligence, and they're yeah. It's the way they're putting their words together and yeah, uh, it is like, kind of a different flow. Yeah, but it's yeah, Hannah, different, and it, I like that. Yeah, there's there's a weird homogeny to. I mean, I guess it's to every art to a certain extent, but like there's something about um, you know the con like I, I love all the comics that are coming up or whatever, but the ones I really like are the ones that don't sound like. The um, ones that are on, and I don't like it's weird because I've heard people go on Colbert who don't sound like anybody else, but or or like any of those late night shows or whatever. But you have to, it's almost like there's a, a way you have to sound, a cadence that you have to have. Where I can literally walk away from the TV and not be able to, if they put like six comics on in a row, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference because right. they all develop that, you know, right. And you're just like, oh my God, what the fuck? Right. Well, it's yeah. like they're doing an impression of what they think a comedian is. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because it's, I think it's because it's probably based on what they believe the audience is used to and what they're going to laugh at. But it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's like the same thing when you watch, like I'm, I'm a huge music fan. So, uh, which is weird to say who doesn't love music, but you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s or whatever. But like when you watch those, bands from the decades that go up or whatever. Like at this point now, it's like nobody listens to an album. They listen to a single off an album, you know? Right. Um, and then like, or, or to the point where like, if the 80s, like in the 80s, you could tell bands apart because they all had some kind of different, co different look, different costume, different feel, different, you know, whatever it was. And today everybody kind of looks like they're roadie. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> they're all, are you carrying the instrument? Are you performing tonight? I don't know which is yeah. which. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, but I feel like almost that's the same way with comedy too, where it's kind of been like, oh, we figured out the rhythm and the pattern and, right. you know, here it is and it's, you're on TV. That's why when like somebody comes along that doesn't sound like anybody else or they just have a different. Yeah, it was kind of like, like in, the, yes. in the 80s and the 90s with the, the all the women would wear blazers. Mm -hmm. Get up on stage. It would be like Rosie O'Donnell. Ellen, yep, Ellen. Everybody would have like their blazer. Yeah, Ellen, Paula like Townsend, yeah. 
I had a blazer every color you could imagine. And <laughs> I can't do any. I think I, I'm sure I don't have a blazer anymore. I don't, mm. I don't you know, what happens when you retire blazers? Where do they yeah. go? Well, that's like, it's like the Janine Garofalo thing where like right. you saw her and you were like, oh, I've never seen anybody like that before. I miss that kind of like, Me too. even like, like patents from that, I think, uh, from that class. It's her and, you know, um, and Brian Posehn and um, like all those guys were around at the same time and popping up. Even like Leary and um, right. I think I'm blending ye years now or whatever, but like the people that came out of Boston or whatever, like they all sounded like crazy different yeah yeah boston is like amazing uh they're so competitive up there it's like it's mm -hmm. own little crazy town of comedy the comics are so strong like yeah. i loved my boston's one of my favorite places to go to perform every year and uh oddly enough i've always gone around like the holiday and you know it's always super catholic over there so like everything's fucking lit. It's like a weird, I think I'm in a fucking snow globe because it's everything's lit and right. you know, whatever. And then you get to the comedy clubs and it's just like a brutal, but um, the comedy club audiences are so good too. Like I don't, yeah. have you ever done the comedy studio? No, but I've seen a lot of clips from there. <laughs> it's like the bet, like Rick Jenkins. Yeah. It's uh Oh, that's right. I'm sure. Yeah. Everyone loves to do it because it's the best fucking, I mean, I've, right. I've got a, I was, it's funny that you say that I've got a clip from there and a great, you know, 15 minutes set or whatever from there that I love to toss out. Um, but yeah, if the audiences love comedy, they, they know what to expect so and all the comics are so strong, right. Uh, that it just makes you that much better. Right. Do you think New York, um, who would you say would be like, like, you know, in, in Boston, you can say all those guys from like the, you know, Dennis Leary and, uh, Lenny Clark and, um, Clark, that whole. Barry, uh, yeah. Crimmins and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so New York would be like, what, like the, the New York would be, um, like David tell. Yeah. He's, he's always been the guy. He's always been one. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Yeah, David Tell. I mean, all the New York guys like David Tell, John Stewart, um, Colin, Quinn. Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Colin Quinn, um, Patrice. Um, who the hell else? Some of those guys is just like thirty years. And Nick DiPaolo. Yeah, they are. Yeah, New York guy. He's in New York. I thought it was a. Boston. Oh no, no, no. He's Nick DiPaolo's Boston. You're right. Yeah. Nick DiPaolo's Boston. Boston. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, some of these guys are just like, they're not going anywhere. You know, they've no. been doing it for so long and they're just, they show up at the at the uh, comedy cellar. I haven't been to the comedy cellar in so long. I want to go there. That's one club I do want to go to. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean. It's hard know, to get a, in, isn't it? It's hard to get uh, to see to, to see a show there, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, because they, they do it like seven days, a, you know what I mean? So like, uh, I don't know what they're, I don't know what's going on now. Um. But uh, no, it's not too hard. When I last time I performed there, it was. Um, but it's always you're right. It's always packed. But I felt yeah. like people know. You know what I mean. So like yeah. they line, they line her up around the block or whatever. Yeah. They get in. Um, when I was there, it was. Uh, it's a line. That's the thing. Like that's what I was saying. Like comedy cellar and, and comedy store because I lived in L.A. for two years and uh, oh, did the comedy cellar. What do you say? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I was in L.A. for two years. Um, and uh, like 2015 was when I moved out there or whatever and then got 
did the comedy store, got past the ice house flappers and all those places, a comedy magic club. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it was great because you hung out there and everybody was there and it was intimidating as shit because it's ridiculous that you're even, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, that's where I met, I had Tom Papa on the show and that's where I met Tom Papa was at the comedy store and he's, he's so I watched his Netflix special like 10 times. Oh yeah. Wait, with the new one or the, uh, which one? It's like the one you're going to be okay. It's got, it's okay. Oh yeah. Oh my God. It's just the most so positive refreshing. comic. Yeah. 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 He, like, he, cause he really speaks to like how everybody is just like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do better. We gotta go, 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 you know? Mm. And it's just like, relax, you know? Yeah. Like nobody, you know, and he, he really speaks to you and you could just feel your anxiety just leave yeah. you when you listen to him. Yeah, you feel like you're not being like it's it's one of the few guys you're not really being yeah. judged by. Like, there's most people who like attack society in a way, and at right. least some point during their set, you know your section of the society is gonna get hit. Right. But like, he's just like everything. Like, yeah, you're okay. It's fine. <laughs> We're all doing our best. We're gonna yeah. get through this. Or yeah, I like he's, he's got one line going. Come on, you you know something like you know, you know your game. You know you're not gonna do any better than what you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at this point, you know, this is about as far as you're going to go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so just relax. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah. Give it to the one uh, that he did a few years ago. It's not on Netflix anymore. I think it's on Hulu now or Amazon Prime, um, where he's basically dressed in bell bottoms. It's like a 70s set, almost looks like a Merv Griffin yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I brought that up to him because I every year I think about his uh, joke about Christmas, which is about people who hate Christmas. And he's always like, what is it? Is it the lights, the cheer, the presence, people being nice to each other? Like, what don't you like? And just the the way he runs down that list. And I, I asked about it. He's like, I wish I could remember that. It was a really great bit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I know it was, but so, so funny. And also, who's the guy? Oh, my God. This guy's from Brooklyn. I howl. I very rarely howl. Mm -hmm. But, like, Jessica Curson makes me howl. But, yeah. oh. like, I mean, like, I will... Like almost, I will go in my pants. Like when I yeah, she is oh. one of the few comics I remember. Like into this Eddie to this Pepitone. day, Eddie. Pepitone. Oh, Eddie Pepitone is so <laughs> fucking fun. And you know what I love about him too? He's uh, he's unashamedly just left. He's a lefty. Yeah, right. He's a, oh, he's, yeah. a so, he's such a socialist. Like I mean, right. like every. It's so weird because it's like him, me, him, uh, and Mark Brazil were all like Facebook you know, an Instagram buddy, like Mark, Mark Brazil came on. I don't know if you know, Mark, he's great. Um, uh, he came on the show and, uh, he's created that 70 show. And it's kind of funny because when we became friends online, I, we're posting the same shit. Everybody like, and I'm like, really? Like, how is that possible that like, you know, three different generations basically. And we're right. all, we're all like, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, Eddie Pepitone's great. But I was going to say about Jessica, like I yeah. remember like in pain, like at like buckled over like like abs just like crushingly like sore because she's too she's so fucking good i know she's like the girl i realize what what it is about her she's the girl in high school that you would dare to do something and she would do it yeah like she would have no problem just doing it and you couldn't believe that she actually did it like you're yep like, i know she's so great and yeah. she's so nice too. That's another thing too. She's I know. Really I know. I know. It's great. I, I, so we're we're going to be giving her this award. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Spirit Award. We had it the last time we ran the contest. 
Um, and it's really just the people that enter the contest, they nominate someone who's helped them, you know, and oh. been encouraging to them. So like the first year we had it was uh, Jane Condon and um, um, Kelly McFarland and Carol, oh, nice. Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett was nominated. Because did she come? An inspiration. She did accept the award and she did send us um yeah, we we had a video of her accepting. Oh, the I know it was so awesome. nice. Um, because we had a lot of baby boomers enter that year. <laughs> um, but this That's year, awesome. was, yeah. So Jessica Kirsten came up a lot, and it was like perfect. It was just the best choice in terms of like where she is now in her career. Before you know, mm -hmm. she's like someone that you know none. Before we we can't even like talk to her anymore because she's so big but I, she's the type of person that she could probably be in like 12 movies and you could still probably have a conversation with her yeah um, but she's the timing of everything that's happened this past couple of years for her mm -hmm. and also the fact that she was really instrumental in helping so many other people and then that special she did which was highlighted and focused on the topic of women in comedy it, it just was a perfect choice this year as well so i'm so happy and uh, we have a ton of reservations for Wednesday night. I'm like, oh, good. We have, yeah. I may have to increase my um, my Zoom uh, account to accommodate. <laughs> I know, isn't that a? Cr I, it's, it's so funny that you say that to you because I know that um, I think Tom had to do that recently. Oh, really? Uh, producer, whatever. Yeah, like we were doing some kind of. Uh, we're doing the charity thing or something like that. I think it was the first one when he was like, I had to pay for the whatever because we just had more people on. What a great, the, yeah. Yeah, it's which is just awesome. It's not so bad. I mean, do you, do you mind the, do you like the virtual stuff? Do I what? Do you like the virtual stuff? Are you feeling like it's uh, um, something that you've gotten used to or? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we did a couple of things throughout the year uh, for some theaters and, but as far as doing this competition, it's been, it's like an intensive going to school, you know, for, it's like going to co college for, to learn this stuff. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it, it was a lot of, it took me a lot of time to learn it. And I probably still don't know everything. I know I don't know everything about it, but I had good people helping me do, mm -hmm. I think I can definitely use it in other you know, uh, the next time we do this, I could probably do things, more things with it in terms of like generating more people from other, um, other parts of the country where they, you know, maybe have more. I had over, I had like 250 entries. I probably could have done, done something with like having something in different parts of the country and just call it the, you know, nice. the Midwest. So, but you know, whatever. I to me, l less is more. I like to always leave them wanting more. You know, <laughs> I don't like to yeah. be death. You know, and uh, I know what you mean, especially yeah. considering the fact that like I, I don't know what anybody's doing about it or if anybody cares about it or whatever. But like, uh, like there's a new app or whatever that's going around, and somebody was talking to us about like getting comedians on it. You know, and oh yeah, it's cool to be in the early stages of something so you do it. And then now I'm just like, holy it's like fuck. How much energy, how many more things do you have to get involved in? And it's yeah. never to, honestly, it's never to our benefit. It's always like, hey, we're doing a thing for comedians. Yeah. And, and then you're like, are you though? Because yeah. 
it seems like I have to upload stuff and I have right. to get followers and I have to move everybody over to this thing. And, right. you know, and I'm doing it for free and I'm figuring yeah. out your shit, but right. I guess it's for comedians. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to do, if I can do just a couple of things, I go, I like to go where there aren't a lot of people doing something. I don't yeah. want to be one of 5,000 people doing something, you know, yeah. it's just, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather just, I don't really like people that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, listen, I'm right there with you. I don't even like, there's a, this, this whole thing about like, we're, um, you know, we've done a bunch of sh stuff live on Twitch. We're live on Twitch now. We have some viewers, I guess, or whatever. But like, I have a, I have a, I have to fight my genuine disdain for people chiming in. Right. When, especially when it's, there's no relevant, like I've seen, I've been on shows where people will like, you know, we'll talk about like, we're talking about comedy this entire time. And then they'll, somebody will just write underneath like, like, oh, you know, today I mowed the lawn. Somebody said, thanks. Today, you know, today, I, like, oh, today I did whatever. And it's like, motherfucker, are we even remotely talking about like, right. like there's just something I have a genuine disdain for. Um, <laughs> They're not paying the day, attention. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not paying attention. And also like, I feel like uh, people, everybody thinks they're special and I don't uh, think I they know. are. I like, know they're not special. Yeah. My mother pounded that into me. <laughs> I am not special. No. But at least you're fucking talent. You know what I mean? Like, like, well, I think I, in a way, like there, the lost, it, there is a source, a, a, a piece of what the good thing about our parents is that they, they weren't like, look at me, look at me, look at me 24 seven. And right. uh, I kind of inherited that. And it's sometimes it's like a modesty, but I don't know. It's not a false modesty. It's an mm. embarrassment to draw yeah. too much of attention to yourself. You know right. what I mean? And it's ironic because I'm in this field, but yeah. Uh, well, and now you have to. Now I have to, but I, that's why I throw it over to other people. I'm like, look at, yeah. them, look at them, look at them. And then that's I actually kind of interesting that that's how you gravitated toward that. You were like, I'm too, you know, it's, it's much easier, which is nice, by the way, that's talent in of itself to be able to highlight other people and what they do and pick talent and choose them and select them and, and organize them in different shows. That's a huge talent in and of itself. So thank you. Well, I, I, I love comedians. I love people that have the guts to get up and talk because yeah. I don't, you know, anymore. I don't have those guts. I don't have the guts. Wow. I'm, I feel like, you know, every time I hear, <laughs> whenever I hear a comic, or even if even somebody, you know, a former comic or whatever say that, I'm like, you're just going to, it's going to come back in a minute. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, when you get on the, when you see the right audience, the right stage, it's just going to, you're going to well, feel something. You know, being funny on purpose is really tough. It is. And, and be doing it on purpose. And yeah. I can like hold my own just having a conversation, but to get up there and, and that just takes such guts. And, you know, I did it in the beginning to overcome a lot of my own anxiety and stuff. And once I was able to do it and face that, I was yeah. like, okay, I know I can do it, but right. it's not going to sustain me. I'm not going to be yeah. able to, I don't want to drive all over the world doing this. You know, I don't. Oh, see, I love the trap. I'm, I like, it, during the whole pandemic, I've had a bag packed ready to go. Really? Just in case. I love, I miss the hotels and I miss the travel. And uh, I mean, I like 10 hours on the road is a long fucking time when you're driving back. But like going is always way more fun than I think coming home. Because coming home, it's like, 
I unless I leave in the middle of the night, which I normally wind up doing, which I feel like right. every club is always like, oh, thank God, we don't have to pay for the hotel and the Sunday. Yeah. But like, I hate Sunday traffic. So I'd much right. rather drive through the entire night, get home at 7 a.m., sleep in the day. and Yeah. I know a lot of people, they like to wake up in their own bed. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Like, I remember even when I was like in my 20s and I'd be drinking or whatever, I usually wound up wake. I'd be like, I'm going home. They're like, you can't drive. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> I want my bed. Um, they'd be like, what is John? Like, you went home. Nobody could stop him. You were very lucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You made it home. Yeah, I know. I know. I was, it was, you know, you know it was real touch and go. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's a, the comedy stuff is like, um, you know, uh, it's like you said, it's hard being able to be funny on purpose or whatever, but I feel like once yeah. you get into that flow, it's like, it's so good. It is good. And you know, um, it's fun to perform with friends too. Yes. That? That's yeah. what this whole, I mean, I, I'm going to miss like seeing people I don't get to see because you know, we can't do it virtually anymore. And there's no, like, it's getting back to that level where it's like back to being, you know, dog eat dog, where I was hoping it would be more like, let's join together and fuck right. the clubs and, you know, and, and try to really book ourselves. Because yeah. here's the here's the thing, right? And I, I kind of look at it this way. I mean, everybody's got their own career and we're all kind of pushing forward and doing stuff on the side and making money. But we're not getting famous in Sacramento, Ohio. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no one's doing it. So why not? Just go do the stand-up gig, make some money, have some fun, right. peace out, and work on everything else. Into you know what I mean? But right. I think every, there's a lot of ego, and everybody wants to do you know. It's hard. It's like anything. Um, that was I loved it when I was performing with friends, and then when it became more of a like cutthroat business, that's when I was like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> and then I wanted to be, I wanted to be like how it was in the beginning, fun and like, yeah. you know. Who was your, I didn't ask you, who was your class? Who'd you come up with? <sighs> My class. Um, actually, you know, one of the, probably out of all the comedians that I worked with, the one, the fam most famous was Jim Gaffigan. Nice. Yeah. So it was like that's the cool. night, Early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. That's when you started early nineties? Yeah. Like nice. late eight, late eighties. And then I uh, nice. just uh ninety uh, I don't know, probably by ninety-eight I had stopped and I started doing this. Did uh, you have a home club? Well back then, uh was it a or home like what favorite even oh, a yeah, improv. I did the improv. Nice. It was right before uh Brett Butler really hit it big, like in terms oh, I love of Brett Butler. Yeah, that was the one club in New York that I used to work, and oh my God, they they passed they passed me silver pass silver, mm -hmm. silver the silver passed me, and then she would she threw me in the middle of like Brett Butler and like Carolyn Ray, you know, like famous people, and I'm uh, like I'm not ready for this. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it was such yeah. a so jarring, but. Um, I, you know, that's where I did my stuff. I did all the prom shows there. I did, you know, two in the morning things. I would drive in from Jersey. I lived in, uh, I lived in Teaneck, New Jersey. I would drive in and do the two o'clock in the morning things. And wow. um, that's pr really where, and then a lot of other, you know, like open mics in New York. And occasionally mm -hmm. I would do like, you know, New York Comedy Club, Broadway Comedy Club, those things. 
but I was cool. never like a, 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 a club comic. I really would go out. I, I liked going on the road. I was like, I wanted to make money. You know, yeah. I wanted, <laughs> you can't make any money in the city, you know, nope. when you're starting. So, and you can't, I, don't, I mean, it's, it's tough when you're just staying in the city all the time too. Like, I don't think, I think it's so much better. Like, I, I don't like the idea that you have to change your material when you, when you go out on the road, I never do whatever I'm doing in the, you know, city club that works there i also do when i'm on the road and if they like me they like me and if they don't they don't like i don't say anything overtly whatever because i want to live <laughs> i think like the next whatever but for yeah. the most part like red state or blue state you just kind of do your shit yeah i didn't have like three different acts i would do the same right, thing. <laughs> right. when people are like <laughs> this is my boat act and this is my whatever act i'm like oh yeah yeah no i mean god bless them i i i yeah just the fact that i could get you know, 35, 40 minutes together was like, oh my God, you know, it was like a big deal for me. And so I never, I, <laughs> oh no, good. I never had the urge to be like one of these people. Well, I want a headline now. I always right. like these people, I, I always get a kick out of people going, I'm headlining. You know, people sometimes do that with my show. They'll go, yeah. Oh, I know. No, you're not. It's a big deal. You're yeah. all, there's three people and they're each doing equal time. No one's headlining. Do you mean I hated you're closing the show? Oh, that's different. You're closing the show. You're not headlining. So yeah. that's everybody's equal. And you know, I would always cringe when somebody would be like, Hey, uh, Seinfeld went up right after me. So now I get to say open for, Oh, fuck you. No, oh, you didn't. No. It's like, it's come so on. exhausting. Yeah. I, 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 I started headlining later than I probably should have because I just liked, um middling i thought like i love i felt it was such the greatest spot because you could yes you didn't have to like bring down the room you could just no. you know and, and 20 yeah. yeah 25 minutes 30 minutes and then yeah, you, and then you fucking spot. left right oh and the money so wasn't good. that bad it no wasn't money bad. wasn't bad at all especially if you had a couple of shows you yeah. know you could you can make a couple of you know I, some of the clubs they didn't pay much for middle, but there were some that you get decent. Yeah. Money. Oh my and god! Like the Andy Scarpati rooms that paid fucking nothing. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I've never. Oh, you don't know Andy? Good. Let me trash talk him for a minute. So, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there's a uh, Tom's. Like, no. I am a friend of his uh, Facebook. Oh yeah. Oh well, we're all we all are. He's a hypnotist. Um. Um. But uh, is it? Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say I'm not going to have any friends after this show, but you know what? <laughs> I, guess I have, I, you know, these are my Facebook friends. They're not, yeah. really, you know, I don't know these people. But You'll have me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like, prices. don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take it back. Um, yeah, but there's rooms like that. I just, yeah, there were rooms like that where like they would really pump up like your, your, whatever your title was, your spot. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm getting the same fucking money I was getting. Right. <laughs> like, was that any better? Yeah. It really, you know, it, it can't be easy to be on either side. It's, I'm sure it's not easy to, to run a club, but I tried to do no. it once and it's just like, I think we lasted like a month or something. Mm -hmm. It's just every week, imagine like wondering if you're going to have a crowd and, yeah, uh, you know, I like, always. I was gonna say people who produce stuff like you, like I, I always admire because it's just like I've produced like one-offs, and I find that exhausting. Well, that's what and, I kind of do. Yeah, right. 
I mean, it's not you have like a whole thing, right? Like, I mean, this has been going on for so many years. Like you're just, yeah, you've got a brand I mean, we, in it. Yeah. I mean, I've been building it for a long time. We took a break because it was at, at one point right after nine 11, I couldn't make any money. So I, I had to get a regular job. And so oh, wow. I worked, uh, I worked for a ferry company. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> the ferry, you know, that, that plane that landed on the Hudson. Yes. That, that was the ferry company I worked for. So I was Get the fuck out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was I worked that day actually. But that but I knew I had to make a living, you know. So You worked that day? Oh yeah. It was pretty cool. I'm gonna look through those pictures and see if I can find Peggy Boyce driving a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Hauling <Yeah>. ass. <laughs> no, they didn't ask me to be in the movie, although a lot of the, the deck hands and a lot of the people that were actually working at that ferry company were in that movie. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, and then I eventually ended up working for an agent, and that's how I got back into it. I, oh, that's I, cool. Yeah, but it's, I, it's relentless. It's relentless, this game. It's, you know. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, like, if you don't think about quitting every other, you know. That's right. Year, like, I, I mean, always get sad when I see someone I like quitting, though. I'm like, don't quit. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, because it, but, but it just beats you down. like it's it's such a long haul and it beats you down yeah. and like especially when you wind up seeing somebody like uh, like I was stunned um, like Tony Hinchcliffe you know that whole story right who Tony Hinchcliffe the guy you were just telling me about no 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 Tony Tony Hinchcliffe is a comedian from uh, LA's like a comedy store regular Joe Rogan buddy kind of thing and he went on stage in Texas. And he said the um, uh, he said a racial slur about the Asian comic who was on before him. Oh, like okay. He literally, so, like this. Yeah, I saw something in the news. Yeah. yeah. So, and then again, I you know I hate when people film comedians, and I'm not you know whatever that drives me absolutely fucking crazy because it just does. But um, but aside from that, like I remember like you know the whole that whole clip or whatever, and all the crap he was saying, whatever. And then I saw that he was dropped by William Morris. And I you just want to go like fucking like how did he even get William Mo the the guys that represented Robin Williams Billy Crystal right. you know all those guys and like like and you like the tendency you know these people have sometimes to like that are that are just like like that and you're just like really how did they get fucking repped and well, it's like it's his followers and well now it's about the followers which yeah a lot of it is I don't. I mean, I, I haven't figured out that game either, but I, it's I, almost you like someone, you need someone full time doing that stuff. I don't know. Yes. See, I wish I had someone. I can't person that's like, I would farm out every single job and mm -hmm. I would they'd be like, what, what are you doing here? You have no job because you farmed out everything. Yeah. Because that's like how I am. I'm like, can you do that? Can you do that? Can you do that? <laughs> I don't want to sit on and try to generate followers. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing, though, too, is like it is really hard to do that kind of shit. We have to wrap up. No, 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 no. My uh, sometimes uh, my watch just winds up going off, and it's driving me. Uh, it's driving uh, me crazy. I can't. I've got like a thing set. But we do. We can't. By the way, we've been going for twelve minutes over. So if you do have uh, to go, we can wrap up. But it's up to you. It's up to you. How do we know if people are actually listening? Uh, we'll get either Tom will throw up stuff, or there's viewers, or whatever. Or you know, there's usually. Uh, people either chatting or talking or whatever um, okay. on Tom's end. So either, but he knows, I mean, I, people are, I'm sure people are watching. I just don't, uh, you don't uh, always like, 
Yeah, he says we have viewers exactly. I just don't always like when it's like because if we're interrupted, like if we're if we're doing a thing, we have a flow. Sometimes people write like a really long thing, and you're like, and then I can't. <laughs> you just like start like. Right, Tom. How many viewers do we have? Here we go. Yeah, it's sixty-eight. <laughs> no, it's my mother. I know. You said, what into you? You said I beat something into you. What was that? I did. Oh, um, no, my mother. My mother watching and oh. saying that. Oh, being upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what did you say? <laughs> um, I can't remember what we were gonna. People. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hell yeah. Oh, um, but uh, what the hell was I going to say? I can't even remember what we were talking about now before that. Um, oh, the social media thing. Yeah. It's like, I know I have, I know I need more, more followers. And I, I just, I never had kids. That's the problem. I just, <laughs> well, I like, forgot. I forgot to have kids and I had them just for that reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the irrelevancy of followers at the moment, right? I like, so uh, for an example, this isn't even like, I'm just saying like, so my Instagram account is where I focused all my energy on over the years. Um, I've got like 20 something K followers, right? It's, there still doesn't matter because I don't know where they are. So when clubs are like, how many followers do you have? And I'm like, well, this is the amount, but I don't yeah. know that. Yes. Wow. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them are just like, send me a, you know, a tape or like my manager sends stuff out. Um, they'll book me and that's fine. But I've had like literal, literal like conversations with people sometimes. And they're like, well, cause they're, they're like looking to get something out of you more than just your material. And, and they don't want to like plug it all the way, you know? Right. So they're like, uh, oh, how many followers? And I'm like, it's fine, but they're not all in Boise, just a heads up. So I don't know what you like, you know, do your right. job. I'll do mine. Because like, how are you like, that's another thing too is like, so anybody that's coming up today with uh, the technology that we have, you're never going to be more popular than a high school student because followers are what they uh, are born into. Right. So you get a social media app. If you've got a huge high school, everybody follows everybody. Else. Like there's a, you know, high school students that are like fucking right. millions of, and you're just like, how? And it's like, oh, because that's what they're, right. they don't do anything. They have no friends and they just sit on yeah. the computer and do well, that. It's weird to me that that's even like, unless you're in the millions, I, know. I guess, and, you know. I mean, I guess if I was a celebrity, I'd have someone doing that all day long. Yeah. I still wish I had somebody doing it all day long because it's, it is exhausting. And like even doing the, the stuff for this, like people don't realize if you're a comedian, you're not just writing material and making jokes. You're like, it's you're video much. editing, you're fucking right. making the graphics, you're making memes, you're on Twitter, you're managing shit, you know, you're and at the call places. And you're, and then you're trying to make a living too. You're yeah. trying to do your perform and book yourself or have people book you. And yeah. And it's, it's still like, are you focusing on your material? No, motherfucker, because I'm, right. still, you know, I'm, I'm like making a TikTok, and it's taken me four years. Don't you think it's sort of like a, a scam? This whole comedy thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, like, I know I'm not running a scam, but I mean, like, sometimes I think like it's just an endless conveyor belt of just. Yeah, I mean. If I, if I like said, I mean, this is, I, I, by the way, this is one of the things I try to actively avoid is actually talking about, I hate the people that talk about what they've done in their either career or in the, but you know what I mean? But like, but if I, if I actually sat down with you and I was like, here's a list of right. 
what I've of uh, the press I've gotten or the people that I've been involved with or the network meetings I've had or the stuff I've written for and written whatever. And then, you know, it, it would be like, Oh, that's amazing. You must be doing whatever. And it's like, am I though? Or, you know, or like I have a, there's a, a friend who, um, you know, was, uh, saying that there was a guy, there was like an agent that was interested in me. And they were like, once you, cause I had a short film that's out on Amazon prime and it, um, caught the eye of Jim Henson's company right before the pandemic. They flew wow. me out there. I went and met with them. The thing about making it into a series and then it was like, this agent was interested and they were like, once you're ready and that pops, you know, he'll be able to take you on. And it's like, how about yeah. I've put in enough work right now we work together. And then I, but the thing is funny because it, it, when it does wind up, now I'm just not going to call that guy, even if it would benefit me in the end. Right. I just don't fucking, cause it's about access. You know what I mean? Like this guy, like a, those agencies and those things are really good at what they do. Some of them to their credit are great talkers. They're great at conveying their message. They're really good salesmen and they're nice people. But I feel like the majority of them just have access. Right. And I feel like I can get my own. I'd rather, I'd much rather get my own or die alone in a gutter somewhere, <laughs> which is what's going, by the way, spoiler alert, that is what's going to happen. <laughs> well, it actually doesn't sound that bad. Um, <laughs> no, but it, uh, yeah, well, they grab you right before you're going to hit, which is really, yeah. you want somebody that's helping you while you're still before you hit, you know, you want. It's. it's why I like, I mean, my manager and I, like we've been, I've had my manager for like six years and we literally work in tandem. I'm not one, like, I don't, I don't understand the idea of, I, I know some comics and I know some people who like have gone through like managers here and there or whatever, where it's like, they really just get angry that somebody's not doing that <laughs> for them, which I can't wrap my head around. I right. feel like you should be working in tandem with whoever you're working with, no matter who's on your team, because you know, whatever. But, um, I know it's not always the case. So yeah, I, I agree. I once signed something with some guy that saw me. Uh, I had it in New York. He was like, I want to sign you. He did absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, you ever think about how many times, and I thought about this again, I had a lot of time to think during the pandemic, how many times I've gotten off the phone with an executive or somebody at one of these you know, places or whatever, how many times I've said, thank you. I really appreciate the call. And I didn't appreciate it at all. Like right. there was nothing to appreciate. Like I'm right. literally just thanking them right. for speaking to me, right. which like, if I, if I think about it too long, I will blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> like, like the amount of time I wasted going, thanks so much for talk, like for coffee. Right. Why? Why are you right. thanking them? They didn't do anything for you. See, that's, that's why I never could last because I, I just, there was too much, like I had to eat, so much um stuff that i just was like yeah uh, it just was not something i could do for long periods of time and then and then i'm around people and i see it and i i kind of admire them and mm -hmm. i kind of wish i had that where they're they still are privileged they feel privileged to be in the game they feel like mm. they they'll drive to four hour you know four hours to a gig and four hours home or whatever, even longer, just to be part of, to be doing yeah. what they love on stage. And that's, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like, I like that there are people like that. I, but mm -hmm. I didn't have that kind of 
drive to do that. You know, I think you can have a balance of that because I think I I love anytime I get to be on stage, I love it. Um, well, not anytime, but you know, when I when I'm getting, you know what I mean. But like, like I love the the drive. I love the you know the club and actually being in front of people or whatever. But I do hate all the other business right. stuff and i try not to let that make me i've seen what it turns people into bitter people but i also yeah. don't want to be like i know a lot of guys who've been hanging on this business for a long time who are delusional about their place in it you know how disposable they are like and i feel bad like i'm not even saying that that's what they actually are but just in general like i do realize there's a clock ticking right. you know what i mean i'm 36 right. so um that's it i'm yeah really? oh, thank you for saying that's it but i feel like i'm near death <laughs> well you so you don't dye your hair then no no okay. i no there's still you can if i mean the, if i get close out, gray. There's, there's some grays in there somewhere probably on the side mostly but um yeah wow. I dye my hair. well you're still young you're at your prime yeah you're in your prime i know i'm hoping i mean i feel like it's going to be a blink and then i'll be you know oh you got it on you're the flavor of the this year oh thank you <laughs> All 16 people agree, by the way. <laughs> no. Who has oh. hair like you? Nobody. Nobody that, had a hair like that. I appreciate that. You know what's really funny is that, do you know Tracy Skeen? Tracy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. So her, I, I haven't seen them in forever, but she was, uh, when I was younger and I was starting out, her and Brian McKim were always at, at the, you know, they were like a staple of like the Philly, Jersey area. Right. And she would be like, if you don't have a fucking joke about being one of the few comedians with hair, I'm going to fuck. Because I, I would come back and I would see her again. I never mentioned it. And she would say the same thing. Like, she's like, nobody has a head of hair like that. And I'd be like, no. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, but, it's yeah. like, it's really impressive. I appreciate that. Thank you. I hope. See, if that gets me somewhere, I'll go with that. I'll sell out at this point immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look like uh, a young Italian George Carlin. Oh, wow. Compl thank you. That is the only that's the only time I'll get compared to Carlin. <laughs> so I'll fucking take it. I will take it. I'm running with if that. He dyed his hair jet black. If he dyed his hair jet black. Yeah, that's right, right. He's one of those guys. There's a few, you he know, it's crazy. He had hair like that. Yeah. There's those yeah. guys, you know who I uh, a good hair dude is? Is uh Jeff Bridges, man. That guy has oh, had a yeah, full fucking head of hair. Yeah. Like his whole life. I don't know what it is, but it really stands out because so many people lose their hair. And it's like, yeah. Even people in my family that are like young, like the guys are, mm. and the women, no, just the guys, they, yeah. uh, <laughs> they lose their hair. You know, you can see in high school, it's already going on them. I'm like, oh, yes. that's too bad. I had a high school teacher. Um, uh, my freshman year, her name is Mrs. Cotter. I love this woman to death. <laughs> she was like close to 80 when we had her, but like sharp and didn't give a fuck. And right. she hated men. Um, and I got along with her really well, but like, uh, she wouldn't like, she, she had like this whole history. It's, it's so funny. This is back in the day when like teachers could actually have a personality and tell you about right. their lives and nobody would like, you know, try to like yeah. get them fired and shit. So she had like a husband who was like, they got divorced and whatever the fuck happened, happened, right? Whatever. But she was just bitter for the forever. And that was like the whole thing. The whole school knew it. 
So uh, she would go around the room like second day of class and go to all the dudes that were there and be like, you're losing your hair. You're losing your hair. You're losing. Yeah. And she got to me and she was like, hmm. And then she, <laughs> she just kept going. And I was like, oh, my God. but like it, she was she was just the best. And she would do like 90 miles an hour in the uh, in the teacher's like parking lot or whatever. And some of my other teachers would be like, fucking Cotter almost killed me today. Wow. Like she just she's the best but wow. yeah so that's kind of harsh for a young guy though to, to yeah. hear that from a teacher though yeah i get it, well, it I, was. Have, I have my hair who cares what, yeah know? yeah but it was funny because it was like i think that was another thing too like even the high school kids didn't care they just thought it was novelty as opposed to if somebody said something to a kid now they'd be like under the desk oh forget about it curled yeah. up yeah no it's it's Wouldn't a nightmare I'm riding this all this out. I think I just wanted all to like, I, I, the beginning of that pandemic was like, I was in, I was in heaven. I, you know, before oh, 900,000 people died. Uh, but like, <laughs> you know, when we had that first, uh, month off or whatever, I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, it was like, you remember when you were in school and they were like, Oh, today's a snow day. Yes. That's what I could. Yeah. I would always compare it to that. It's another, and then like a week of snow, to, and then it was like a month of snow, and then, and then all of a sudden you were like, from all the sugar you were eating, and <laughs> <laughs> you were just sort of like going, "Is this how it's going to end?" Like, I'm yes, just, <laughs> but you didn't care, right? You know, you were like, I don't. This isn't a bad way to go, you know. Just yeah, of just like eating uh, Swedish fish and. But then it's like now, oh my God, it's, you know, it, it, 14 months later, you know. Yeah. I didn't really I, start planning anything. You know, I mean, I started, I planned this contest and I, right. my other stuff. But I mean, in terms of mentally, I haven't been working out. I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't, because, you know, who wants to go to the gym when it's, I mean, scary, you know, you can't. So I've been going for walks a lot. Oh, nice. I just went, I mean, going for bike, I, I love to bike yeah. or whatever. So the whole summer during the pandemic, I was still biking like 15 miles a day. And then, um, I would like try to do some stuff outside, you know, like you said, like walking or whatever, but, right. um, but yeah, I did a bunch of that. And then, uh, you know, winter came and then that was just, I, for some reason gave up all hope of yeah. ever working out again, but I worked out for the first time today. I went to the gym and I think I'm probably not going to be welcome back because half of the people didn't have masks on. Oh. And like, and the, most of the employees did. And I was like immediately enraged because uh, New Jersey still has the mask mandate. Oh, okay. So indoors for indoors, not outdoors, but indoors. And I just like knew that these dumb, shore trash, meathead morons were like proud that they weren't wearing masks. Oh, yeah. And it's I, the same guys that, were, that have um, American flags on their cars. Yeah, and I did. I said so, and I said something, and they were like arguing with me about it. And they were like, "We're following the CDC guidelines," and I'm like, "But you're breaking state law." And they were like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "So you're admitting you're breaking the law?" And the guy's like, "I didn't say that." And I'm like, "But you, but you did." <laughs> like, so it was just interesting. You're gonna get a fight at the gym. They're gonna pull your hair if you. You know, <laughs> they are all bigger, balder dudes than me, so I, I shouldn't have been doing that kind of shit. When you work out, 
do you pull your hair back? I usually, I don't, I, I haven't done the man bun thing yet, but I always just, really? I have a hat and I just do like one of these, put the hat on backwards oh, wow. and I rock the nineties look and, uh, and that's it. <laughs> and then I just leave it like that. I, I haven't done the man, I don't think I, I don't think I'd like a man bun. Don't do the bun. Don't do uh, it. I know it's like very cringy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just is not a good look. I don't like that look at all. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, me neither. Who's the first person that did that and thought it looked good? Just pull your hair back in a ponytail. It doesn't, you know, that, yeah. that's a bad look. Exactly. Yeah. Something like yeah. that is fine. Yeah. I usually just, I always wore a hat everywhere, like to to the gym. Like I always had like a shit ton of hats and I just wear them to the gym, even when I had like a little shorter. Like I've always had like somewhat like either taller hair or whatever, but I always pop a hat on and then, right. um, Cause I just don't like, I don't like talking to anybody. So if I pull it down, headphones are on, Yeah, you know, no one comes up to you. Cause for some reason dudes love to talk at the gym and so do like older people where I'm like, do you even want to work out or. <laughs> That's like <laughs> wanna... me. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably the older person that would be like, excuse me, sir. Do you know how to use these? particular machine <laughs> i'm like well first of all that's the toaster but um if we <laughs> swing around well you know uh i i know what you mean about people talk nobody wants to talk to you at the gym i i was working on the elliptical this mm. was a couple of years ago and i fell off the elliptical i was doing one of these things and i was like oh there's one over here that's actually gives me a little more space so I tried to like move while I was elliptical-ing mm -hmm. the next machine and I ended up just, and I oh. fell and I banged my head really hard and I And do you know that I could still see the person next to me working out? Like their the feet never stopped moving. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like laying on the ground. And, and that, that's when I realized that, you know, I was like an old lady, like no one sees me anymore, but yeah. You know what this, I mean? Like, it's not even that. This brings us right back right. down. Huh? I said that not. it's not even that. It's not even that the old lady thing. It brings us right back around to what I said earlier about people at the gym, the mirrors, they only notice themselves. Oh. Everybody is only looking at the same thing as comedy. Everybody's only looking at themselves. Yeah, probably. Because it, it took like a guy that was like 70 to run across from the other end of the gym to, to help me. And then I... I actually had to go to the hospital, the emergency room. Holy shit. That's a rough yeah. one. And uh, I had a contusion. contusion. But anyway, it just was like, re it was the first slap of reality of realizing, you know, like. Yeah. That people will just like step right over you. They don't give a shit. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, they don't. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's nice to know that yeah, people no, are going to find you. everybody. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I will actually let you go, but I got to ask you one question that I usually sure. ask uh, every guest. Um, if you had advice to give to your younger self now, what would it be? Probably, I would have started younger in okay. comedy. If I mean anything or just that. Oh, anything. Yeah, whatever piece of advice you have that you've learned, either comedy-wise or producing or anything like that. Whatever you learned. I, I would have lost more. No, hmm. I would have. No. <laughs> You—that's when you remove your top teeth. You're like, I would have. No, uh, what would I have? Not to care as much what people think, mm -hmm. just to relax and have fun. Nice. I don't know, it's stupid, but no, it's, it's good. No, I mean, just you know, everybody's trying to be the best they can be and everything, and 
you know, at the end of the day, it's it's really good to have good friends and not, you know, uh, just try to do the best you can at whatever you do, you know, and it's not always, you know, it's not always what you think it is, but uh, I am so tired right now. I just want to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> I just, that should also be the piece of advice for your... Uh, I think naps. Take more naps. Take, take more naps. Rest up. That's right. Rest up because you're going to do this guy's podcast and he won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you're going to be so tired in 2021. questions. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much. And I will plug. Um, Thanks, yeah, absolutely. I'll plug all the ladies of laughter links and stuff. And, uh, and let me know if you want me to share anything on Instagram or whatever to you for Wednesday. And I'll be more than happy to do. It. Oh, and by the way, thank you for having me judge the, um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was so Thanks. much fun. Thanks for doing that. That was, yeah. uh, we enjoyed that. that the, the woman that won and the runner up, they were, well, they were all good, but the one, the, the people that placed were really, really different and yeah know. they were great they fucking knocked it out of the park that was yeah. I, I was so glad uh that they won i was bummed out that she doesn't have any social media um oh my god i can't think of her name linda linda is that the for who won who oh, won cindy, cindy. Uh, vicky yeah, cindy no vicky that's it vicky. Fuck. <laughs> you know what we'll edit that <laughs> i'll just cut that and then so nobody bad. will know Okay. Yeah, Vicky, Lindy, Cindy, Cindy Lou Who. Um, yeah, Vicky. Yeah. It ends with an I. No, it was yeah. Vicky. Yeah, she was great. She was no great. social media, no, but I was like, oh, damn, I'd like to see her stuff. But oh, well. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you. Are you saying she's not on social media? Yeah, you guys didn't. You posted the thing, but you tagged um, uh, the other one followed me. Uh, I can't think of her name either. Um, the runner up, but see, you didn't tag Vicky. She's not. Yeah, she's not on social media. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I wish she was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. I All hope right, I get yeah. to meet you in person and we get to, you know. Oh, yeah. One of these days for sure. Let me know when you're at the Comedy Cellar. I'll come. I will. Absolutely. And I'll be, I'll be in New York on the 26th. I'll be doing Greenwich Village. Okay. That's right. Next first door, time. Isn't it? Near there? Yeah, it's close okay. to there. Um, I'll be doing, uh, it'll be my first time back on stage uh, in uh, a year and a half. So. Can we? Oh, bomb. you sure you want to invite me to that one? I'm not inviting you, but I'm just letting you know where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I mean, I'm not afraid of anybody. Right. Bomb, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to make you feel bad. No, All right, you should though. <laughs> All, right. All right, John. It was been yep. a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yep, when no problem. Ladies of Laughter, we're honoring Jessica Kearson, and we are uh, going to pick the next Ladies of Laughter Grand Champion. Excellent. Thanks so much. Tune in, guys. Take care. Peace. Care. Bye. Dystopia Tonight.